punk rock, baby. The, the thing is, is they. I was but, looking at um, I was looking at old grins recently. I was trying to find a specific moment, and we really did used to just start this way, mm-hmm. like outlaws. How did they let us do it? How did they let us get away with it? You know, we used to just go live and talk and go hello. You know, it was nowadays we have a whole we have a whole organization running here. It's very different. Yeah. Do you miss those days, Bob? Simpler times, right? I do, honestly. Like you know, it uh, it used to be better. <laughs> <laughs> the late night grin. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I still got we still got some left in us, but yeah. Nonetheless, um, as folks file in here. We're back. I'm going to reiterate we don't know how long for, but I just... Listen. Last night was unique for a range of... I mean, it was unique for everyone because, of course, it was hilarious, but, like... We were... <laughs> my favorite part of the whole night... Let me let me get this out of the way. We were on the Go DM. We were on the Grin Grappler DM. Yes. <laughs> we're all watching this shit. Even Contrarian Alex. Yes. <laughs> it's fucking Ivar versus Bronson Reed. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Bronson Reed is get, he's like blown up he's yeah. like, he does a fucking fireman's carry and almost kills Ivar and drops him on the head in the so good. area and we're all like all caps fuck oh fuck <laughs> yeah. yeah so you, you beat me to the punch on this because the reason I felt like we had to do this was it's like this is the first time I genuinely is the first time ever the Grin Grappler chat became like a weird, like live chat, like wrestling commentary thing. Um, so I was like, we need to just let the pit on this because this is what the, last night is one of the strangest things. And you said it before we went live, Oracle. You're right. I knew better, right? We've talked about WWE TV that we know, like, you need to fast forward, so and so you need to, but at the same time, my God, they didn't exactly swing for the fences last night, did they? Yeah. Jesus wept. To, to use an American football analogy, uh, it was like fourth and inches, you know, in the red zone, and they just decided to fucking punt the ball. You know, they decided to pooch it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, they threw a pick six at fourth and inches, pretty much. There you go. <laughs> at the second hour, it had that Bronson match. And then Joe's they, like... The fuck are these Yanks talking about right now? I'm trying to talk about Nia Jax here. And then they did this Zoe Stark match. Yeah. And I think it must have been a political hit on the punker. It has to have been. They said, we've got to get people to turn this fucker off. Did I see that? Off. Nia Jax won? Yeah, yeah she she, won. they were doing her in Rhea. Mm-hmm. But then what was the point of like... Why did they make Zoe Starks try to look good at the pay-per-view then? I don't think she's good. But they did the whole thing of like, ah, I'm a badass. Fight me. Because <laughs> they don't do big matches with Rhea, but they still want her to be on the pay-per-view. So, Is it going to be her and um, Bianca at WrestleMania? Because that's what makes sense. I think it's going to be her and Becky. Yeah, um, Bianca's wrestling Charlotte, uh, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. I wonder who's going to win that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> God, are you kidding me? That'd be so fucking dumb if all this Rhea shit is just for her to lose to fucking Becky Lynch. I think she's like, going to win. I think she's going to win. And then Ricky, uh, not Ricky, Becky, excuse me, Freudian slip. Uh, <laughs> Ricky Dozan. <laughs> Ricky Dozan. Um, Becky does. Who who 
It was Aries, right? That at the TNA pay per view just stopped selling and got up and walked out of the show. That was fucking awesome. Punk's mm. gonna do that when he goes with Seth. <laughs> oh man, I, I I refuse to believe that Triple H like Seth's such a big enough loser that he knows he can just be like, "You gotta lose this one," uh, but you know you're gonna win in the end. I don't know. Okay. I think that, that fucking <laughs> geek lost to Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Three pay-per-views in a row, he and then still had the gumption to come out on TV like, ah, "I'm the main event here." <laughs> I think Punk. I think it's specifically Seb because they're they're trying to test him. You know, like will he do business with Seb? Because let's be honest, look, I'm not talking out of town here. We all know the deal. He would much rather lay down for the spear or the pop-up power bomb or the stunner or whatever. Yeah. If there's one guy that it will probably irritate him, he's going to put over his Seth Freaks. So you get out of the way and you say, will he do it? And if he does it, okay, we can... Because that's but, the thing with last night's like, promo. Yes? I'm sorry, man. It's just no, there's didn't. there's so much going on with this whole thing. The, yes, there is. Tell me about it. <laughs> the thing is, like, if he, if he and Seth is the main event of the first night of WrestleMania, that satisfies, even before Colt Cabana... The whole reason any of this happened was because Punk didn't get to main event WrestleMania. That's all he wanted. So I would respect it so much as if Triple H brought him back. He's like, yeah, you got it, but you're going to lose, motherfucker. <laughs> so, like, it seems like that's the Rumble match. As funny as that scenario match. is. Yeah, it seems I like the so. Rumble match. So, well, um, then who does Punk wrestle at Mania? Gloss Shatters. Yeah. Texas rattlesnake, brother. Well, legends never die. <laughs> I'm just picturing a scenario in which Steve goes up for the GTS. Help! Just goes up there. <laughs> Speaking of help, after a, a long episode of Green Gretler, I've called in some help. Oh my god, the big hey. man is back. Sick. Jack Crosby in the building. Fellas, we talking CM Punk or what? Apparently so, bro. Huh? Huh? Can you believe we watched that shit last night? <laughs> I know. I know you guys all like this story. So I was laying in bed with my wife. We watched a couple things on Netflix. I opened the phone. Literally, you, I saw you tweet out like two minutes ago. You're like, oh, "We're talking CM Punk." I told her, "I said I'm going to talk to Joe. I'll be back later." <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this. After sleeping on it, I've settled somewhat, you know. Yeah. yeah and too. my before we go any further, my genuine take is, Punk will be fine once he has an actual feud to like talk shit in and like because it was just he basically did like a first dance reboot with a twist. He had some cute lines in there. It just felt weird. Well, here, but to that point, Joe, here's where here's where I agree because assuming and, and there there hasn't been like any reports to contradict this. Assuming like this did all happen. Like he he and Triple H got together and got this done like a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Like it was like okay, well we're gonna debut you, and then what do we do? Yeah, it's like well we don't know, but but we're gonna right. but we'll debut you Survivor Series. We'll give you mic time on Raw, but then we gotta figure that we have to figure out the rest. Yeah, exactly. And I do think it's worth noting for much of the WWE audience, the promo worked because they didn't watch the first dance. <laughs> I had, it, uh, you know, it worked. I think for a lot of people. But yeah, my buddy Adam, one of my best friends, lives out Copeland? in Nashville. Yeah, well, 
If I was best friends with him, I'd be leeching that five mil a year, baby. I wouldn't be on this shit. But uh, uh, my buddy Adam lives out in the Nashville area, and he went to the Raw last night and said that the merch stands were insane, and that the live crowd ate up the punk promo entirely because. Yeah. We were yeah. texting him like, "Well, that was weird," and he's like, "Well, the live crowd didn't care; they loved it." And that's like, yeah. it's getting to that point where the WF's hot enough again to where the live crowds really don't make up the For sure. Bus, mm-hmm. But yeah. it still seems though that Triple H is intent on pleasing us, and right. so yeah, that whole thing last night was it was too weird to there not be something more to it of like. Because even that shit of like punk, he said all that like, "Oh, I love you, shit." And then he said off the mic into the camera, "I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to make money." So, yeah. yeah. And yeah. to the yeah. Triple H point, here's the deal with that. Let's assume that 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 there is no plan. That it was just fucking weird. Yeah. Right. Hunter looks at what we're saying, and could pull Punk to the side and say, "Hey, listen, let's do this. Play into it a little bit. Go cut some right. more weird promos." Mm-hmm really get them talking like just go out there and just be nice because he did when he did the closing line he did the they let them say cm punk it absolutely did work right the people did it it was he had some nice lines it's just it was weird it was more than anything else it was just weird it was just a weird vibe yeah do you know what was awesome that went nowhere um and god forbid i give chris jericho credit for anything at this point but um when jerry came back in 2012 in the march to the rumble when he did that shit where he came out when he wouldn't talk but he would just get the crowd like really hyped up and then the last thing he said leading into the rumble that week was he finally came to the ring and said like this sunday it's going to be the end of the world as you know and then he fucking lost but so like it didn't it didn't matter but like (laughs) my point is there has been a precedent for weird shit like this kicking off potential character developments right. and like you know um we all have a good friend that also found it funny and thinks it was just awful and there's that they just like shit the bed with it and nothing will come from it and so there's people that think that and also i have no right to tell them that they're wrong in that sense because who fucking knows what happened yeah. at the same time knowing the players involved it just seems like there's i don't know unless like the funniest thing would be if like punk signed this contract, didn't read it. And it says all the shit he can't do and say, and last night he had to go out and be like <laughs> WWF number one, you know, right. yeah. I, Oracle, where are you at in terms of your like confidence with the whole thing? Cause it did have a strange vibe last night. Uh, I mean, it was weird. Um, I don't know, man. Like I, I'm not too worried about it right now. Um, I think part of it was that, like, he's probably cut for time, right? Like, for sure. Yeah, yeah, they did say that. I saw, yeah. yeah. They should have opened the show. The show's timing was Which, just completely I mean, fucked up. To Oracle's, how fucking funny. His first night back in the company. Exactly. And all the better is that Bruce Pritchard is the one who has to walk up <laughs> yeah. to him and say, Phil, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have my. I don't have my actual glasses on me here, but I can just see Bruce, the tip, the glasses on the tip of the nose. Uh, Phil, it's uh, we're gonna cut you by six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> In all seriousness, we joke, but 
watching that show, the fact they didn't give him as much time as possible is fucking insane. That show was so short on stuff worth doing. And I, and, and like, I saw somebody say on Twitter, I forget who it was, but they were like, he has to because like Tony Tony Cobb was just giving him a microphone and being like, dude, if you yeah. want to go out there and talk for 45 minutes, I don't give a fuck. And his first <laughs> night back in the WWF, they're like, yeah, you have a tight five minutes. We got to get out of here. Yeah. How so, great was Randall Orton? Oh, he's glorious. I've I've always loved Randy. Like, I love Randy Orton. I just fucking love that dude. And it's crazy to me that now in the year 2023, like this new run, I fucking love him more. I love this Randy. (laughs) That dude rules. That shit with the jelly roll spot where fucking Jay (laughs) got pushed and the part where Dom gets pushed. Randy, like, stands to the side and, like, laughs at Dom. He's just stumbling. For a guy. We we criticize rightfully, and he said he's he admitted it himself. For for a guy who gets criticized for not caring enough throughout his career, now this dude cares so much. He's having so much fucking fun. Yep, and you get oh, like he, he's having he so having, much fun. He was having a fucking blast out there, and then like and then like he gives like Jelly Roll like a high five and a hug, and he like smells the weed, and he goes, <laughs> "Oh man, what's that smell?" <laughs> he's just like. Swollen like a ready to burst sausage and yeah, I'm a little dog, concerned. About dog that. dick red tan that he's got going on. <laughs> Real man, he needs to. I'll say this: it's fun right now. He needs to get himself ready for this Roman Reigns adventure because that match could be insane. I mean, yeah, he's got like five minutes in him right now. <laughs> and I still say you do like like have just have him be this happy go lucky character, and then as soon as Cody takes that title, he's gonna fuck Cody shit up. And that's, that's the, the money turn comes. Yeah. He's gonna fucking murder Cody. Mm-hmm. Well, hold on. All right. So, a couple things. Number one, Seth is in this scenario. Seth beats Phil. Phil wrestles a certain rattlesnake, and then uh, <laughs> who does fucking the big Seth man? Who, who does, yeah. At, at Mania? yeah. I, I think Gunter's I see business is done by then. Yeah. Yes. I think- Go ahead, Bob. Well, Cody being in the Rumble is kind of a weird thing because I don't think he's going to yeah. be in it and lose, but I thought Gunther would win it and Cody would I just think, win at the Chamber. But I think Gunther's going to cost Cody the Rumble. I think, fair. I, think I agree, but I also could see them doing running back Gunther and Cody with the with the different results. Oh, yeah. That's because then good. you're mm. establishing the audience that rivalry because that's the big one, that singles mm-hmm. feud. You're giving them history without doing anything, right? They're just in Rumble. So and, yeah, if, if you could, yeah, if you can like create a scenario where like like it's not a singles match, but like Royal Rumble, they're one in one. Yeah. Then you strap up Cody, and then eventually, I still can't believe Honey Walter man. became this fucking. He's boggles unbelievable, my mind. Like mate. he's unbelievable. Seven eight years That's ago, it. you would have said that dude's gonna make it to the WWF. I would have said, well, good luck and be. Two years. Well, <laughs> he was always like fucking awesome. I think yeah. the importance needs it needs to be stressed. You find the right woman, she can change your life. You found that <laughs> that Jenny chick, and that, that kind of uh, changed a lot of things for him. Uh, okay, so now Seth and Gunny, and then and so I assume he would headline that show in Germany against somebody. Oh and yeah. When is that? It's August. August. Right? August. Yeah. Because yeah, he look, I mean, I've, I mean, Triple H the way he does things. That first Gunter title reign's got to be penciled in for at least a decade, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he'll still be the champ by August, definitely. Yeah. Okay. But so the only thing I'd say is one thing I would say: 
It's very very specific happened on their TV recently. They keep letting Sami Zayn talk about becoming the world's champion. Yeah. He, when he does that stuff, he does it for a reason. Because for all of his faults, Triple H plans that shit. So where does that... Yeah. Does he beat Gunther at the main yeah. off? Like, what does that look like? <laughs> I could see Sammy beating Gunther. <clears throat> yeah. God, that He's, match would fuck so hard. Yeah. Yeah. They had one on Raw, and it was really good. And they were just, you know... Mm-hmm. Like the Brett and Savage thing, we just, they were just playing around, really. <laughs> And and I and I mean, look. Realistically, I said I said it a while ago. Even though I said it, I said it in defense of Baron Corbin, which I stick to. <laughs> but now that now that there's two world titles again, some people do have to get their thank you runs. Baron Corbin is top of the list, but Sami Zayn <laughs> is a solid number two. Uh, this um, is this is interesting. Sami could win the. The thing that's weird about this is Drew may. Slot into this as the champs and Damien Priest. And like yeah, this this move Damien Priest has got me figured out here. So Dude, that shit on uh, yeah, pay per views on Saturday now. That was very clever. I really liked that tease they did in the oh. War Games where the mm-hmm. Money in the Bank almost played, and I really enjoyed that. The last ten minutes of that pay per view were like all time WWF television. Yeah. Um, okay, so the question must be asked: Where does LA Knight fit into these plans? Logan Paul. Yeah, going two and a quarter with Logan Paul. (laughs) Man, for the skill set that fucking good old Eli Drake has, that match is going to be... That match is going to suck, bro. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. And he's going to get like 20 minutes, too. It's going to be fucking brutal. Oh, yeah. He'll have the... They'll do some dumb entrance of him where he's got like the, yeah, choir. Singing him out to the ring or some shit. <laughs> He's still doing good though, like with the people. They still love him. He uh he had a match with Jimmy Uso a couple weeks ago that was like incredibly funny wrestling match. Because Jimmy appeared to just forget the match entirely, which you can only respect. Is that the was. one Cody ran out? Yeah. Okay. Do you remember there was like a point in the middle of it where Jimmy they just stopped the match and start talking about what's next? <laughs> I don't know how Jim keeps forgetting what's next. He just does super kicks. I don't know what's very he's, he's baffling him. That is something I owe our buddy Joel Hubert an apology on. Like <laughs> when he would talk about Jay Uso as a legitimate singles like main event scene wrestler, I was like, what a fucking nerd. But dude, like <laughs> I and when he got that new song, I was like, all right, they're giving him a song just for him to get over. But like all his spots and everything, and like the biggest thing that got a reaction was his like splash in the the match. It was, I guess, it's because my brain has a hard time accepting the fact that these twin brothers that have been a tag team for, you know, since Moses part of the sea, one of them can be a fucking great That's singles it, man, wrestler, yeah. and the other mm-hmm. one can't be. Because Jimmy is gonna... boring as fuck, man. Yeah, yeah, and he's, I will say, he's adjusted well to, like, he's a total chicken shit heel, like, immediately. They took him seriously for, like, a week, and I think he quickly realized, like, oh, fuck. Let my, me just be a my biggest problem with Jay is, like, he doesn't take things too seriously. He, he doesn't think, he doesn't take, like, the, yeah. the, the storyline seriously enough, and it pisses me off. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it's like a... He can be very loose, too. His work can be very, yeah. very loose. Mm-hmm. Well, like, y'all like, see... When he's like, you know, like, you know, trying to get in this big fight with Drew McIntyre, he's like clapping and goofing off. I'm like, come on, dude, you're supposed to be fucking mad. Did y'all see the video from Sunday of the crowd doing the thing and it's our truth in the crowd with everybody? Mm -hmm. That shit was so funny, man. Uh, That's that's the thing with WWE right now. It's like moments like that entrance. I don't really enjoy the matches, but it's just like 
it's just the style power right now. They're, they've got guys over. Yep. Everyone has their own thing. It is. Gaze is there. It's amazing. It is, what, it is you know? just incredible how our truths bit never gets old. Like I was laughing so hard last night when he was doing the shit with Ju- Judgment Day. Yeah, it's like this should be old by now. I should not be laughing at this, but I'm laughing so fucking hard. How yeah, funny like, is it? No one told me the Judgment Day just have their own room. They just move from city oh, to yeah. city. Yeah. Yes, they have their own room. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the? Um, yeah, the shit like. R-Truth's been doing this shit for like seven years and it's still funny because he, one of the things Joe and I always talk about is comedy and wrestling 90% of the time is not actually funny, but R-Truth is someone who's actually funny. And so it works really well, but, um, it's, uh, God forbid Robert Robert said it best and like, um, they've hit back that point they had in 2000 where everything is over and everything makes yeah. sense. Like yeah. every like everything on the show is good. Now the problem is watching it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Because they have 7 hours of TV a week to fill versus 4, four back yeah. in in those days. It's it's best observed from a distance almost. Oracle, mm-hmm. you recently was talking about it like uh-huh. It's like perfect for a yearbook format. You were saying to me, right? Yeah. Like it's like because it may all makes sense. How it many, tracks nicely, and the watching it is different. <laughs> Joe, I, honest to God, how many times have I come on here with you, Bob, and even Oracle? Sometimes talked about the WWF. I didn't watch a lick of the show, yeah. but I watched it and I knew what I was talking about. Yeah. It was like I had watched yeah. the show, and they use that too, man. That's social. They're aware of that. Mm-hmm. You know? Big part of their game now. Clips and. They, they like even recently they've got into this rhythm of like they will upload like a full match from most rules like they're basically saying to you like just pick yeah. out the stuff that's worth watching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And like and you can watch just the like pay per views and understand. Like yeah, last easily, night yeah. was the first three hour raw I've watched. God, I don't know how long, but I didn't feel lost. No, like, it's easy to follow. Yeah, easy yeah follow. I, I didn't. I didn't feel lost for I a was, second. I was bored, but I wasn't lost. Oh, yeah. oh, bored. oh, I thought my wife was gonna fucking kill me. <laughs> <laughs> The big thing that fucked me on is now I have to have SmackDown on at least one of my TVs because Kyrie's back. I have to see yeah. what Kyrie's doing. She's so cool. She, yeah. Dude, yes, she's the best. And like, I understand because of how I am. A lot of people like their thing gets lost of it. They think it's just a carnal thing with her. But I'm just like, I think she's an amazing pro wrestler. And dude, that spot she did in the War Games with Low. Where low like threw her up and she did the elbow in midair on like a chair on top of Shotzi. That shit was so cool, man. That she came in. I love the way that like she basically was like making fun of the fucking meme where you where you bring the weapons into mm-hmm. the ring. Yeah. So she's like doing her fucking goofy ass walk and then she like pulls out a trash can lid and then you're thinking and the fans are all booing and then like she has the best use of it. She fucking kill Shotzi with a she's fucking with a trash can lid. There's still a lot of money for her to make as a baby face, man. Like when they brought her up the first time, she had like a couple months as a baby and they turned Kabuki Warrior's heel and now she's back as a heel. She she's is money. Money. Unbelievable as a baby face. And like I've I say that as someone who like went to San Antonio NXT house shows where people are just oh the wrestling's in town. Uh, the one I went to uh <laughs> The night before, or the weekend of Survivor Series 2017, the whole thing was Shawn Michaels was the guest referee in the Drew McIntyre-Adam Cole title match. That yeah, was a big yeah, draw. Yeah. 
and that uh, sounds horrible. All of that sounds horrible. <laughs> but the big point, like, so the Shawn Michaels being there was what drew the crowd. But Kyrie wrestled, I think, like Peyton Royce or Billy Kay, and like had the crowd just going absolutely ape shit for her by the end because she's just she's so good. Like it's um, yeah. she has that aura about her. She does, and she but you can't, her and, her and Shayna state, had that. You can't teach it. Shayna yeah. and her had those fantastic matches together, but sadly, mm-hmm. Shayna's just fucking washed at this point. What they did to her was a fucking crime. And but and credit to Becky Lynch for trying to stop it. Yeah. Like, Becky tried yeah. to stop it. Like, at WrestleMania, she was like, well, first off, I'm pregnant. <laughs> Vince like, and Shayna was just never going to... Like, Shayna should just murder me, yeah, and Vince was like, no. Well, the whole thing that with Shayna really... was, like, she, she was doomed from the start, well, allegedly, because she didn't know how to run ropes. Because Josh Barnett didn't teach her how to run the ropes. So when she got there, they were like, she doesn't know what she's doing. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? <laughs> Everyone has to be the same wrestler. Josh, yeah. Josh Barnett. He'll, he'll, he'll always make me think, Alex, that night they announced he and Claudio and you and I were freaking the fuck out. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Did you guys see that match? Did you watch it? It was awesome. Yeah, it, was. it was so good. Because right after Alex and I were like, yep, that was, that was everything we wanted. Perfect. <laughs> no notes. He's a hoot, brother. Remember when he did that awesome tweet about being the locker room leader of AEW? <laughs> I can't believe still that uh, that blood sport he did with Moxley, that he got to beat Moxley. It's just like, man, that was one of those political situations where your arms aren't long enough to box with God, baby. This guy was trained under Anoki. He knows what he's yeah, doing. He, he, <laughs> that's just, that's Mox, man. He just has respect for certain people and like he'll... 100%, yeah. And, that's one and of those matches, too. probably one of them. That yeah, point, sure. there was the part in the match where they were doing the shit where it was like uh, Barnett was doing the crucifix elbows while Mox was trying to gig, and then Barnett hits him, and then just and Moxley's just like, Psh, "Oh, dude, wrestling's the best thing in the world." <laughs> <laughs> what, what was that a Mania weekend deal? It wasn't, was it? Wasn't that was it like the special... that was the it was the COVID Mania. So that match was announced like three times and then got put off, and it was. Uh, GCW ran some outdoor venue. <laughs> so this complete sidebar. But I remember it was during the day in fucking Tampa. And the, like, again, allegedly, the mat was so hot, no one could bump on it. And some guy got, like, knocked out in the middle of a match and just fell face down on it. And they tried to, like, get him up off of it. And it was, like, sizzling like bacon on it. Jesus oh, wept. So, guys, I have a question. Yeah. This and we we know what's going to happen. I actually I, I actually I heard today that Australia is where it might. This punk Roman deal. I Roman's going to try to push his fucking buttons, isn't he? And now, let me preface this by saying, Roman Reigns has every right to go after him. Well, like, the if, anybody has, that, if any if anybody has a right to try to push his buttons, it's Roman. Well, so the question is, okay, so that Australia show is in February. Yep. Yeah. So Punk would lose there. Because what is left for Roman after losing, if he does, after losing to Cody? I think he's going to see Roman for a long, long time. He's going to turn babyface and work solo. Yeah. Because well, Paulie will then, <laughs> Paulie will like, this is the classic angle, right? Like, he'll, Paulie will cash him in and. He'll sell the spike and, you know. Well, it's easy, too, because, you know, 
Paul Solo's got to do something. He just killed Paul Cena. Paul Lee's always with Solo. Yeah. So Paul Lee yeah. can say, like, you're never fucking around. I, I'm, I, I basically, like, I'm bringing him up. You're not. Right. I don't have, like, to be clear, I don't, but I like I am, Solo. I don't think he can stick at that level, but I think that's what they'll do. Like, there's you know? a lot of feuds that Punk could have, assuming this all goes well, but the Roman one is one that we, we knew, we know, we knew, we always knew it was going to happen if and when Punk went back to WWE. You have to do yeah. Roman. But now that it's, like, actually a reality, because, like, Roman on that microphone has free reign. That's one of the things that's improved about him. No more the once they took the scripted promos away and let him start talking from the heart, like Roman starts murdering people. He's gonna go after Punk. Like is that is that That'll where be box starts? office, bro? That would be great TV. He's gonna go yeah. after him. Like the, he's 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 gonna immediately bring up the you're gonna make me look really, really strong. Gonna be interesting. I Paul Lee, obviously, you're gonna get a segment with Paul Lee and Punk doing a promo, which is gonna be electric. Um, I don't think it happens super soon, to be honest. But this is just me personally. It may happen in Australia. I don't know, but I think that seems uh, like something you would do yeah. after Roman loses the belt. I yeah, tend to I agree. So. The, uh, I think it's better that way. The too. Punk. This isn't the most interesting Punk view. It's not even really an interesting view. But the Punk match I actually want most is still the Gunter match. Yeah, you know, old man punk fighting from underneath against this yeah. fucking wrestling machine. Like, that's it's the same with Randy. To be honest, I think Randy will be great against Gunter for the same reason. Mm. Randy's not doing that match, dude. <laughs> Randy taking Brother. a car. <laughs> yeah, Randy's not Gunter doing that shit. Is so good, he yeah, could only he'd only have to land one quick. or two chops. You know, like he's such a smart worker. He that dude's wrestling brain. He, he can adapt accordingly. You know. You know when I'll tune back into Raw is when they do the random announced at the top of the hour punk Miz match on raw because you know that's coming that match will <laughs> fucking suck <laughs> well, that's the point <laughs> hey, no. hey, 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 hey. he's back Miz is back my bad that match with gunther was man it was, it was pretty good it, was, pretty it good. was it's just like Miz is old man it's hard to buy the smoke, it they should have done the smoke of mirrors more than they the, should yeah. have more than k1 Miz. yeah it was yeah. <laughs> Tremendous reference, Joe. But yeah, it, was, it was very hard to buy him, like trying to be PCO. It was like, all right, come on. <laughs> That'd be a good match. He's resigned with Impact. Did you see that? Uh, dude, he's going to die in the ring. Dude, they put out a press release. The first official signing of the TNA era, PCO. And I was <laughs> like, this is. I mean, of all the things to get off on it. I mean, come on. It's one of those things, and uh, Oracle, you know, your brother was a big part of Carl's resurgence. And I, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not just joking about that. Like, he, he really mm -hmm. was. He, your brother was a guy with like social media influence that was like, holy shit, look at what this guy's doing. He got that booking at spring break and shit. But then, and then uh, subsequently, he had um, uh, the SCI bookings that year and whatnot. It's just one of those things of like somewhere that old fucker got lost and like I have to try to die every match. And it's, it's like, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It's actually like, not fun to watch anymore. It's not. I, mean, I remember that started with um, the Godforsaken ROH Madison Square Garden card, where oh. the Gorillas of Destiny picked him up like for like a T gimmick, like a double awesome bomb. And they were going to throw him outside the ring. And I was like, is there a table out there? And then they threw him and there was nothing out there. He just landed on the floor. And it was just like, dude, you're like 
almost eligible for like social security. What the fuck are you doing, man? And now he's still, and that was five years ago. He's still doing that. <laughs> shit. I was hoping yeah. he had this match with Steve Macklin. And while he took some early bumps, all was like exposed. Exactly. I like, I would prefer he go in the kind of gruesome bloodbath direction where he's really just cutting his forehead. Yeah. Yeah, Like, I don't need him actually fucking falling down all the time, you know? Like, God bless him. I mean, one thing's for sure, he certainly isn't stealing a living. (laughs) He works for the pay they're giving him. I mean, bless his heart. I don't think he should have been the Ring of Honor World's champion, but. There was a point when he had that that it looked like ROH was going to fold up shop, and I was thinking like the funniest thing that could ever happen was Ring of Honor closing with fucking one of the Quebecers mm-hmm. as the Ring of Honor World Champion. I mean, it, I don't know. I still don't know fully what this Triple Crown deal is. But like, is that just the end of the belt? Like, really? Or is it just going to be around physically? Like, what do we know what that is yet? Dude, I, I wish I love you, Joe. Seamlessly going to topics here. It's just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm pretty uh, good at what you know. You're, um, you're not bad, man. You're a good hand. So, <laughs> this, like, uh, to your point, what is Ring of Honor? Like, when we went, when we were in Chicago, <laughs> I, when we were in Chicago, and you and Bob and Matt were all explaining to me that this is what he does and this is what he airs on Honor Club, and this mm-hmm. recent story about Ronda Rousey is going to come into boost numbers, but then we find out she's not actually there. Is like legitimately, I mean, this not trying to like be rhetorical. Is there any benefit to what Ring of Honor is right now? No, I, I, I mean, me really quite. Joe, I'm curious. Oh my God. I, I still stick to the he, he just bought it to keep it away from WWE because WWE was actually in the running. To, he <laughs> just bought it on a whim because he's a crazy fucking billionaire. And Punk was there at the time. Punk said, buy it because they're going to take all my shit. Buy it. We should know, genuinely, before we go any further, this purchase was entirely worthwhile simply for FTR Briscoe's, like, legitimately. Well, yes. Yeah. Because yeah, that's, that's a good point. If we're being yeah. honest, if yeah. he doesn't buy it, it's not like because, Ring of, I mean, there's some people who pretend like Ring of Honor had this, like, glorious future ahead of them if Tony didn't buy it. It's like, no, it was over, man. <laughs> yeah, like, like, but what, once, once they confirmed that WWE was looking to buy it just so they could, yeah. you know, add to their fucking tape library, Tony just stepped in and bought it himself. There was yeah. no plan. There was no. And he's done a whole lot with that library since then. So you asked, so I think there is something to be said for, and this is the only thing I would say, it is a place for guys to work TV matches and make mistakes without doing it on you know, national TV, which still they let Gravity wrestle. I was about to say, um, I heard my boy yeah. Gravity had a match against uh, Bud and Matt the other night. Brother. There are very few matches on TV all year that have fallen apart as bad as that one did. It was unbelievable. It was astonishing, honestly. Malachi got real mad. I mean, you could see he just had enough of it. Um, <laughs> he did this. He looks... <laughs> honestly, man, all the best to the fans. He just looks... He looks miserable. Yeah, he doesn't want to be there. Yeah, because we were talking about this... I don't know. Some, I was talking with someone. I don't fucking know anymore. But... The other guys who people like feel want out, fair or unfair, like Buddy and Andrade, at least when they're booked, they have good matches, right? Like they actually re- they do their job. Malachi looks like a zombie. So he looks Mal- exhausted being but there. I, I don't know what's funnier. Malachi looking like he doesn't want to be there, or they're afraid to ask Miro to do jobs. That's the best thing ever. Yeah. 
there is a real chance his deal will come up and they'll be he'll like do an interview and they'll ask him and he'll be like, well, and he turned down one of them. <laughs> they never asked me to do it again. <laughs> Alex, did you see that about Miro? Yeah. We just fucking they're afraid to ask him to do jobs. And that's one of those pro wrestling is back things, man. That's that's that, that makes fucking, me so happy. Can you blame him? Think about how many times a dude got fucking over and he had to lose and it would be think about yeah. who yeah. And Think about how many people work for that. Uh, I don't know. I, they at this point after last night with the way the WWF shit the bed, I don't want to come across as get. One thing to call out: we've all have these theories and shit. That punk thing last night could have just been bad, and it sucked, and they had no oh, yeah. like recourse yeah. or anything. So I don't want to come off of that sounding just like an AW thumper. But it's like if you're fucking Miro, you wrestled John Cena at WrestleMania. Why the fuck are you gonna lose to someone like fucking right. MJF or something? Like I, I don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> that match would be funny. <laughs> yeah, I pick on him too much, but it's just th- there's no way around it. it. Since he got as much uh, stroke or swing or whatever in the company, and he's as big of a part of the TV show as he is, any metric you measure it by has like. Did like you that. see his classic with Jay White? I did. Sadly, I, yeah. I, I, my morbid curiosity, it was like a Lars von Trier movie. My morbid curiosity got the best <laughs> of me and I had to turn tune into it to see what was going to happen. And it was somehow even more of like a NXT tribute than that fucking abortion he had with Adam Cole and Wembley. And I, Jay white, man, what the fuck? Like I, I, I I've been in the, our buddy Crosby hears DMs about this and some other people's DMs about this. He headlined Russell Kingdom this year. Does that mean anything to WWE fans? No. Does it mean something to AEW fans? 1,000%. Yes. Was he going to go to the WWE? It seems that way. Yes. Did AEW steal him away the week that he was supposed to debut in the WWF? Is that the narrative they could have spun? Absolutely. They bring him in. He's hot as fuck. He has an accent. He understands like what works just to like get by and matches and get over and shit. And it just from the jump. I don't know if I if I was a um, a conspiracy theorist, I may proffer that. Max may have said from the jump, you know, hey, let's uh, let's put this guy over here and not do much with him until I beat him. And then when I beat him, you know, we'll we'll see what happens. And then when it came the time to beat him, he's like, all right, so I'm going to lose a leg. I'm not going to have <laughs> my hands are going to get chopped off. This guy's going to have his whole army come down and beat me. It's just like I, I refuse to accept. I, I flat out refuse to accept with AEW the notion that well he's not proven because they have already found their baseline audience that is not going to leave regardless so there is absolutely no risk in taking chances with somebody and jay white is someone that they could put on i don't even know what talk shows tbs or tnt have or shit like that but like he seems so much more well-spoken and so much more genuine than mjf going on there trying to do his fucking 
community theater bullshit, calling people <laughs> fat and poor and whatnot. And so, and then they sacrificed that for what? And, you know, I guess I sadly I have to give credit to Jay for just saying, yeah, fuck it. I'm getting paid. I'll, I'll lay down. But it's just like, yeah. they it's, killed him in that night. So and, it, and that's, it's the dumbest shit in the world because it's that, I don't know, Joe, I know you do disagree with me on this to a certain extent, but like, it's that fan base that says that wins and losses don't matter. But like, who the fuck's going to take that guy seriously after that? No, we we're close, really. It's it's more, it's more that there's a sizable gray area that the conversation loses when it becomes either Road Dog Jesse James. They actually don't matter at all, and the alternative of like you know, sweating bullets. I mean, I to me, it's like I do think wrestling fans struggle with the reality that there is a level you reach where what you should actually be doing is shooting with other guys at your level. And you do go somewhat 50, 50, unless you're the guy, right? If you're, if you're a main event guy, you have main event feuds that you win and lose and so on and so forth. So that's why, but there's a difference between losing to it. I mean, Jay would have been better off getting pinned in the middle by Max's finish than what they did. Yeah. I mean, it was an extravagant deliberate display of this guy isn't quite there. So we agree on, on that case. It's just, it's, there's a million ways to lose a match, and that was about as bad a one as they could muster over half an hour runtime. I mean, Jesus wept. It was very That's, unfortunate. I, it's more curious, just the. It seems like the uh, 2019 NXT formula is what their world champion thinks is like the right way to craft a main event. That's the more concerning part. Yeah, it's it's uh. It's been a rough stretch in that regard. And Full Gear was unfortunate and, too because, as Oracle mentioned, the show was really good until that last stretch. Yeah. You know? yeah. And as much as I, as much as I love Max, you know I do. I am. I, I, I do love Max. I, I, I disagree with some of the things he's doing, especially lately. But like that Iron Man match he had with Brian, like Brian gave him the blueprint. Like, like Brian was like Max. This is how you do it. I'm gonna that show match you. Very, that match was great. Yeah, it, he's like Max. This is this is how a top guy main event is supposed to be. This is what you do, and Max didn't do shit with it. Mm. Yeah, and let's be clear. Let's be fair here. This is important. Mm. We can point fingers and ponder political elements, but at the end of the day, Tony Khan <laughs> could say no, right? Well, really, seriously, it doesn't seem like no. he knows how to. He could also say, let's not do a feud about the four pillars, the imaginary four pillars no one cares about. You oh, know? God, He's the booker at oh. the end of the day. Like that's the that's the thing that we I think it's always important. We have our fun, especially when we're off the air. We have our fun with uh, the Jericho stuff and he does this and he does that. And you know, but ultimately, he's the booker, right? Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I mean, <laughs> you can't have it both ways, brother. You can't have the highs without the lows. I mean, it is what it is. You can just say no. Max is 27. It's his first world title reign. You don't need to be booking the fucking territory. <laughs> I, yeah, we, we definitely don't have to get too deep into this, but like, is the problem is that Tony wants to be friends with these guys, right? Is that he doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings? I think he struggles with, to be, I guess I don't know how to phrase this. I think he struggles with what he feels at times is a lack of leverage when the WWE is so. And let's be honest, it's very appealing to a lot of talent right now. Right? So if you have a guy like Moxley, for example, yeah. take John Moxley. I'm using Moxley because we all I think we all wear Moxley's not going anywhere and he's you know. So 
he his biggest reason to be in AEW is he has a lot of creative control. And he uses it broadly for good, right? But if you take that away from him, you're kind of taking away the the point of why guys are there, right? I think that's something he struggles with. That's like the big hook for going there. Now, Max is different because he's super young. But, but yeah, I, I don't know. I think that's part of it. I think it's like a – that's the AEW's appeal. How do you take that away and maintain that? I don't know. Interesting. No, it, it is. And you guys <laughs> watch that shit 100% more than I do. So I, I can only really comment on what I've watched. But, yeah, it's um, it, it seems like from an arm's length perspective – He's either going to have to uh, toughen up a little bit in terms of like telling people no or do what I would do in his situation of just hiring someone ruthless, putting him in that position and then saying, well, I didn't say that. They did. You know, I I still mean this. Like, I don't understand why he did. Well, when they did collision, they had two shows. I I, I think I said this on here, too. Just let Jeff Jeff Jarrett run one. Oh, my world. Just let all jokes aside. When he wasn't booking himself, Jeff Jarrett knows what he's doing. But he yep. still books himself. Just give Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Just give Jeff the pencil. I don't know. If I think Greg Gagne have Jeff Jarrett right fucking there. Greg Gagne. Who else is on the board? Oh, there's some bookers out there. Mike Graham. Yeah. Well. No, that one, yeah, I'm not sure if that one's available. Um, yeah. Oh, I th- I'm sorry. I thought, we, I thought we were fantasy. No, was, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, there's there's a there's a limit to fantasy. I find, Jim. But, <laughs> but nonetheless, um, do you know, Alex? The, when confirmed, shoot, and I, we often plot a timeline in which he wins, like you know, the lottery or whatever, and we we start a promotion. Are you aware, Alex? That you've been penciled in as the guy that's going to be our Johnny Ace, deliver all the bad messages. You know. <laughs> I didn't know that, but I'll gladly yeah. take that job. It always comes up. We'll be like, you know, we, we're booking our angles, and we'll be like, fuck, we need to get Alex to tell Bud Matt about this situation we've got brewing, you know? <laughs> we need to get Alex to go over and approach Daniel Garcia about what, what fucks up here at TV. Buddy, pack your fucking bags. You're out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Hmm? Uh, yeah, it's just... A lot going on in the uh, sport of Kings. It's, I find it fascinating to talk about. It's just when it actually goes on the TV, it's less exciting. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm only half joking. Too. I, mean, I, I have a conversation <laughs> at the WWF. I'm telling you, Oracle, I have a conversation at the WWF with yourself or whoever, and I, I go, fucking hell, this thing's really interesting. I put it on, I go, well. Yeah, that's why, like I said, you know, you got to do it your book style. Yeah, that's the move. Like, he got to wade through the night, Jack Zoe Stark matches, you know. Listen, it was better than the fucking Bronson Reed match. So, I thought that fucker was going to have a heart attack on television. Doesn't change the score on the spreadsheet, brother. All right, it's an asterisk. I it's just I watched half of that show last night. I was flipping back and forth between that abysmal Monday Night Football game. God, I'd rather watch Raw than that fucking. Yeah, movie. but um, I was reminding myself there are people 
that watch Raw, NXT, and SmackDown every week. How the don't, fuck? I don't understand how anyone no, can do that. I don't that. even do that anymore. I don't watch NXT. No. NXT is good now. You heard? Yeah. <laughs> Braun Breaker lost to Dolph Ziggler. That's when I stopped taking that shit seriously, dude. True. Bro, how excited are we all for the fucking Dolph indie run when he works Bloodsport? This shit is going to roll, man. Oh, Dol- Shoot a Dolph. Dolph is going to fucking unload, and I am dude, so ready for it, man. He's going to go like... Top Barnett versus Nick Namath. He's going to go like free in a court with Kenny Omega, and Jack and I are just going to pretend it was like the greatest match ever. Finally, he's home. <laughs> He's he's not gonna be Nick Nemeth. He's gonna have some name like DZ Nemeth or Nick DZ or he's, some shit. He always does the deal. Like he's already started taking appearances as Nick Nemeth. And he, he, when, when he has that match with Kenny, I'm gonna be that crying CM Punk fan from the. Yes. <laughs> the crazy part is gonna be like he'll show up the TV and Flair will be like, "Finally, a real athlete I can manage out there," you know, and it'll be. <laughs> The Nick and Rick combination on fucking collision Yo, every week. Speaking of Tony, I get that. The, I need him to fucking chill with those those ads for Rick's energy drink. Energy the, picture, drink. the graphic one. The graphic is insane. You gotta fucking chill, man. I can't. <laughs> that shit is gross, bro. I can't do it. This <laughs> dude's out there grappling, and you just got this big picture of Rick Although, Flair. And- <laughs> I mean, I guess from Tony's perspective, I'm. I don't know. I might get it because. Didn't we find out that like a lot of Rick's salary is paid oh, from yeah. that advertisement? Yeah. So yeah. I, so I, I don't know. Maybe if I told you used, what he says Dude, about his energy drink. That drink must be fucking dreadful, mustn't it? It's just gotta be. Oh. Yeah. Someone's it's gonna get someone in prison. That drink. I'm pretty, it might be Excalibur. He's the one fucking promoting it on TV. Poor fucker. He's gonna be. <laughs> he needs to go to prison for bad commentary. That's what he needs to go to prison. <laughs> He's gotten terrible lately. God, he's bad. Well, Jack think... said he'll be the no. crying CM Punk fan for Kenny and Dolph. That's going to be me when GCW gets the one-off booking and they, it's Dolph and Nick Gage and Dolph takes a bundle to the head of light tubes. I'm just going to be there crying at my TV. <laughs> well, I could absolutely see him doing some fucking ridiculous angle with Cardona somewhere. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, oh, it, yeah. It just, it, it's going to work because Dolph is so fucking talented. It's going to work. But, Jack declares. <laughs> no, but like he's such a talented dude. But now he's just, like, he just doesn't give a fuck now. Like, he, he's let yeah. loose. He doesn't give a, when he does these things we're talking about, it's going to roll. I just, my concern is the part where he doesn't give a fuck. You know, I think that could be an issue. That's the only thing. No, I think it's the opposite. I think he's just going to fucking Maybe. let loose. One I hope the, so, man. I, I like dude's work. I hope he rocks it. One of the questions earlier in the chat I saw was about how much do you think Triple H hates Roman? And I was like, well, I can take you back to 2016 because he had a 50-50 match with Dolph Ziggler on Monday Night Raw in the build to fucking WrestleMania yeah. that year. He gave Dolph like a visual pin over him and shit. That, I mean, that was one of the all-time political hits. The problem is now Triple H got into power when Roman has... I- as much power, if not more, than he does. I love seeing people cry about Roman's. Like it, it, it's it, it's so strange because I love Cody Rhodes so much, and I can't wait for. I'm so mad, but at the same time, like this Roman run, I fucking love it. Like this is something we I never thought we'd see in our lifetime. A dude yep. for like three fucking years that <laughs> just keeps going and going and going. It's that, and it's also hey. like there's something admirable. 
about watch how those years we watch them just like do him wrong on mm-hmm. television mm-hmm. over and over and over. And like he got into this position of power now where he holds all the cards because he holds the belt. And, well, and again, it goes back to that thing of like, oh, you know, the belt, it doesn't really mean that much. Well, it does because well, he, when- he has it. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget, like, one of my favorite fucking news stories from this year was when, you know, Sean Rossap asked somebody high up, he said, in WWE, when is Roman dropping the belt? And that person answered immediately, whenever the fuck he wants to drop that belt. And I was like, that's what we need. That right there. That's what's been missing. When Paul Lee's tired of carrying them things around, he'll say, okay, fine. You can play with it now, you know. Here you go, Cody. <laughs> no, I, this is it, this really is one of those. I really don't think Roman's, like, this run is going to be appreciated until, like, 10, 15, 20 years. No, okay, right? He's a monster, man. He's a, he's a, hey, he's, you know, it's a, he, it's a massive run. The underrated thing about this, is it, and I haven't seen too many, like, the whole Roman can't wrestle thing is such bullshit. And it's from the Reigns, man. Yeah. There's still people he can't rest. And credit the table. 2016, AJ Styles was the one who was like, and it, I remember AJ saying this in an interview. AJ was like, I don't know what these people are talking about. He's fucking, fu- he's fantastic. Where is he? Where is AJ Styles? Gainesville, Georgia. Probably <laughs> <laughs> watching the fucking Georgia Bulldogs every week. Piece of it's true. Bob, where is he? I keep, I don't like, because he's not well. hurt. He's not hurt, but I don't think they would have scrapped the whole like AJ Roman feud because Luke Elgin couldn't do the six man. Like I, I don't think hurt. he's hurt. I thought, seems like he's not getting the Roman match. It seems yeah, like the Roman so match I mean, is going like, to be. I thought that a couple weeks ago feels coming back. I'm not scheduled. having no part of that. He hates Punk. He does. <laughs> he fucking hates. I, him. I think the feelings mutual. To be honest, I think that one's just he. There's someone asked in our wrestling show that said super chat, like, is that one that they could work for? I don't think so. No, I don't know. I, <laughs> AJ might sit that one out. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, though. AJ is very much like a he's a boot guy. If, if Triple H asks him, he'll just do it. I think they're not from like 20 years ago. Were they good? Isn't it? They, yeah. one they were one? friends back then. It just, you know, yeah. The he did the unthinkable and picked, he picked TNA over Ring of Honor. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Punk did that really shitty Shining Wizard as one of his finishes, and AJ countered it in the Styles Clash. Yeah, that shit was good, man. That was back in the day when, um, what was that, Honor, Honor Continues, the show. They, they would run those venues, Gabe would book where no one could take like a back body drop because the ceiling was like eight yes. feet. And so, like, <laughs> how incredible is it that as we near 2024, the, the big four that we discussed in our last post show that I'm watched. Joe, AJ, Punk, Brian. It's incredibly funny that Joe is now the fresh man of that of that quartet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he appeared to be like done, done, like three he, years ago. He was the Seven Eleven hot dog on the roller that had been there for eight hours out of that bunch, yeah. and now he's somehow the freshest guy of the bunch. He's about to be the world's champion, Alex. Are you aware of this? Oh yeah, seems like it. You have a lot more faith in MJF deciding to lose than I, I do. Well, I think there's nothing more MJF than putting over the 45-year-old Ring of Honor legends. I think, I, I think that there's there's a limit. And I think like there's a roadblock to MJF's, and I think Samoa Joe is it. I mean, remember, like at, at All In, 
like CM Punk was throwing that hissy fit, fucking fighting Jack Perry, and still went out there. Yes, Joe Joe told him, "Get the fuck out there, we're having this match, and then you could do whatever you want." That was the fucking most incredible. Just watching those two old folks, just like absolutely riff. And just sort of stroll their way to this this tremendous stadium match that was the best thing on the show. Punk's gig. The the fact so that awesome. it ended on the Pepsi plunge, I was just like, "This is fucking art. We're watching yeah. art right now." Both these guys have non-functioning knees. Two, there's four non-functioning knees between the two of them. It was just wonderful. No, I still to me the cra- the craziest thing about that is like just imagining in my head. Like yeah, I'm throwing a hissy fit, like fighting Jack Perry, people yelling at him. And then he just looks at Joe and like, oh, shit, Joe's man. Like, fuck. I, and Joe's I've like, said get your before. stupid ass out to that ring. We're having this match and then do whatever you want. I've said that before to you guys, but like the, the word on Joe when he signed WWE was like his knees were, you know, just in pieces. And like when he would get through the curtain, it would be like a whole process of him, like getting himself ready to move again and. We're like a decade removed. <laughs> the fuck is still doing it, man. God bless. He's going to hit the wall at some point. But for now, God bless. Riding the wave. Having fun. Are they going to bring Jack, Jack Perry back? Yeah, he'll be back. So he's not the devil, as far as I know. But he'll be back. He'll be... Uh, maybe he'll part of the, be part of the Bucks camp. Regardless, I thought about it last night. I, I know that there's still a chance. Like it's not a, It's not a 0% chance that he's the devil. But there's still a good chance that he is. After Punk returned to WWE, it would be a bad idea, yeah, to have him be the fucking devil. So even if that was the plan, scrap it. I feel like they're telling us who the devil is. You know, it's Adam. This feels like yeah, it's Bay Bay. Like the the recent thing where he was like, "You should fight Joe." It was like, well, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's not him. But like it sure feels like it's Adam Cole, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe Cole's it's gallows. Facial expressions during the fucking. They're a bad marriage. They they fuel each other's worst instincts. You know. Yeah. He's making Wouldn't it be something uh, then if it was uh, Oakland under there. Bro, that'd be crazy. That'd get him talking. What about Chavo? There you go. Ooh. He has a motive too. <laughs> Chavo. He has a motive too, bro. Like Tony fucked him around. You know, spec to just own the promotion and the masked man of Zac Efron and. <laughs> The other fellas in that movie, Jeremy Allen White. Yes, thank you. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's good stuff. I like it. You've been here for almost an hour. Have we, we talked about anything? No. Just, I think we anyway. we talked about the possibilities of things. We did. What do you think of CM Punk's haircut? Let's take out of brass tacks. <laughs> He's old, man. Yeah. I, do you like his new watch? We're Okay, so I, I I saw the Joe match, the Darby match, and I'm trying to think of... Did he look old, or was he aware of his limitations in AEW? Little bit of one, little bit of the other. Like, there were matches where he navigated really well, and there are other times where he tried to fucking wrestle, <laughs> wrestle Kingdom main events, and it was unfortunate. He generally had very good matches, but there were absolutely moments in some of those matches where punk? he... Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the Hangman he, match is the obvious example. Well, they had not, a good match, but, you know. He's great. I mean, I, I thought he was incredible. Uh, it was definitely like a four or five month period where I thought he was like amazing. Yes. Um, but there, there were a few times where he was definitely like Chris Jericho light, where he was like, oh, I'm going to yeah. do this shit. And it's like, Phil. And buddy. I do think it has to be said that the last leg 
while it was great to have him around in that collision run, there was a noticeable decline from 2021 punk to what we got on that last leg of collision. He was really good still. He's punk. Yeah. But he looked a lot sharper the first go around. You could tell the wear and I mean, look, he can't his body can only really wrestle. No, I'm starting he to should think be a part time. Seth freaking match. Like, I don't know. He's going it may him. fucking suck, but the heat for it should be incredible. Yeah, still taking good. them poison ranas and shit. Uh, so, uh, what <laughs> I, I just I, took the second dog out for a pee, and I looked at my phone. Can I? I'm very confused, and I'm scrolling you through. Right, scroll <laughs> through Twitter. No, I'm not, because I saw a tweet from WWE. It was a Braun Breaker. And it said, allow him to reintroduce himself on NXT. And I was like, how many fucking... T- how long is he going to be there? Yeah, it's bad. Allow him to reintroduce himself? How many times are we going to do this with little Steiner? I don't know, man. He should be up. It's, it's, it's not... He's only li- to be fair, he's only little. Maybe he's going to grow a couple more inches, you know? Hmm. That just freaked me out. I took Doug out. I'm scrolling. It was like one of the first tweets I saw. I was like, what the fuck? Hey, man, you don't you don't get your cake and eat it, too. You got to have someone lose to Baron Corbin on pay-per-view. <laughs> it's true. Talk to him. <laughs> Barons, he's fucking cooking right now. Brian NXT, he's like the top guy, right? Yeah, Faith and uh, Dragunov. Okay, that match could be awesome. Yeah. All Japan, Baz Corbs, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, what was we talking about? Punk's hair? Punk being old, no. but also he's a handsome fella still, Alex. It's not be it's not oh, going yeah, too yeah. far. Yeah. Yeah, but... he, he he's he'd have his pick in the litter, you know. He, he could But uh y'all mentioned Jericho and when I turned on that uh, full gear pay-per-view to see Max and Jay, uh I did catch the the majority of Kenny Omega and Christopher Jericho against the Young Bucks, and that match was reprehensible. <laughs> and <laughs> I think, like, I think the biggest thing is that it feels to me that Kenny's wasting these years that he could, like, solidify yeah. his position yeah. as one of the greatest yeah, yeah. wrestlers ever. Thank you. And Jericho is that is one of the most damaging things in that company right now is Jericho thinking that he can go out there and still do all this fucking super junior shit with all these guys and the young bucks. Again, I've, I've seen them twice in the past year that, and uh, the show we went to in Chicago, it does not seem like they really give a fuck anymore. No. Yeah. The thing with Chris Jericho is, Judas in my mind. Well, there's that. It's that. I remember I at the in, in the moment, like Chris Jericho is great for that company. He really is. When he was the first champion, I thought it was a mistake. Turned out that was the perfect idea to slap the world title on Chris Jericho to start. Right around 2021 when the pandemic was starting to dwindle and the crowds came back is when he should have stepped away a little bit. And he didn't need to be a weekly TV presence. And now like, we're just in this thing where he's just, he's just fucking, well, he's always drunk, but he's drunk with power. 
I don't know. I think he's a bad right. bitch, to be honest with you. Like, I, I in, uh, Joe, I think I, I told you and shoot this. Like, I don't want Chris Jericho, like, gone from the company. But, like, I'd, I'd love, like, Chris Jericho in spurts is good. But he wants it bad enough, Jack. But, that's the difference. Who's the guy who said, give me Osprey at Wembley and let me sing my own fucking entrance? Which, that was which, Chris Jericho. Yeah, but that's, He's a bad bitch. Was good. Like, I didn't. I didn't think he could have a good match with Will Ospreay, and he fucking did. I think that's just how good Bill is, but uh... he is. But Alex, be fair. Be this. Be serious here for a second. In a time where everyone's so complacent and lacks daisical, an eight man tag here, six man tag there. Chris Jericho said, "Give me fucking Will Ospreay, right. <laughs> and I am going to sing Judas at Wembley Stadium." Because I am not going to be in no six man, eight man, or ten man. I am Chris fucking Jericho, and but love it, a, hate it. You got to, you got to acknowledge that on some level. That's what I'm saying. That means a lot more if he's not doing singles matches constantly every week on TV Fair. and all the pay per views mm-hmm. and doing these jobs that don't mean anything. Fair, but why? Well, I mean, at least he has the Andretti. At least he has the oomph, though, you know? At least he actually wants to be in the ball game. At least he's making the towns and wrestling the matches. I don't know. My fucking boy, Ricky, man. They, people say, well, he put Ricky over. Oh, yeah? How'd that work out for Ricky? What's he doing? Well, yeah, I mean, he does the fake put over sometimes where he, he puts on over and then just moves directly into another angle. I mean, absolutely. To but, your point, him going to Japan and beating that Takeshka cat, that shit is high comedy. I thought that was that incredible, was funny. dude. Yeah. I thought it was funny, too. And I yeah. love Takeshka, but that was... Like he went, he went all the way to Japan to fucking rude. In his whole Did you see the reaction he got, dude? They sung Judas yeah. for a shoot. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> I don't know, but nonetheless, the one thing I would say that's a sincere defense and is just me popping myself. Is Kenny actually genuine? He he can't do the singles thing very often. I wanted Kenny, shame. I wanted Kenny to go to WWE so bad. He can't do it, Jackie. He can't do it. Physically. Three-year contract, he could have. Yeah, he could have. He can't do it. Jackie, he can't. Okay, hold on. They tried to get him in 2017 and then again in 2019. He could have done it at that point. Then, yeah, but which, well, I'm talking about in response to when you were yeah, saying the, about... But oh, oh, it, yeah, I understand, yeah. Like, but I understand. But this this last time around, he should have done it. He should have just He can't done. do it anymore physically. I'm see, That's the thing is, that's why he does all these tags, man. Go look at his year. When he has a singles match, he has to reset afterwards. It's... To, He's fucked up physically. Is what he is. I mean, yeah, there's enough top guys where they could have cycled them out like that. Well, first, I don't know why you need to insult me, Bob. But <laughs> he could have tagged with the uh, fucking oh, the they could do the Canadian thing. Him and Sami Zayn against the Bloodline. You know, it just it bothers you. <laughs> 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 hmm. It bothers me. Uh, I've told you guys this before, but Alex, I don't think I ever told you, but, but like it bothers me <laughs> as an old guy who used to get the wrestling insider, pro wrestling illustrator, all that, with all the covers of Hogan versus flair, what would happen, blah, blah, blah. There are three top guys in this generation, Roman Reigns, Kenny Omega, Okada. They should all get a chance to fucking face each other, man. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. And like Kenny Okada, done. Okada Roman, 
I guess. Stay tuned. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe still, maybe still in play. Kenny Roman. It's fine. Like, Don't worry on. about it, mate. Don't worry about it. It's all right. We'll be okay. Like those, got, are the, like they're the big three of this the big generation. Three. I'm like, come on. Although I'm, I'm never getting seen a Tanahashi either. So what the fuck? I was yeah. He's he's what it is, man. You know, we didn't get um because Roman Okada would fuck. Let's be honest with ourselves. Come on now. That, that would be go for the rainmaker. He ducks hit the rope spear. There you go. Yeah. Jericho versus Roman. What about that, that Jack? That had to have happened. Singles match. Different now, though. Now he's, now he's the Ocho. Let me go to King's match. Let's see. Hold on. Wait, wait. <laughs> Tim. The whole match what? would be. But I saw them wrestle live. They definitely wrestled. I saw them. Can, uh, can, yeah. can Roman Reigns beat the Pain Maker? <laughs> oh, Judas God. Effect. Judas <laughs> Effect to counter the spear, bro. I, now I, I just want to see. The, the WrestleMania shirt, the Painmaker versus the Tribal Chief, and then like the match is eight seconds. It just starts and he goes for that dumb elbow, and Roman just ducks it and spears him. I love how at least one. Their match down, from kid. the their their match from the New Year's Day Raw 2018 is actually really good. I Here we I'll, go. I'll believe you, Oracle. September seventh, twenty sixteen, the WWF hit London. For a house show. I'm not going to run this card down. Tell me what you think, fellas. That's what I was in attendance for. The opening contest for the world's tag team titles of Raw, the New Day versus Gallows and Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> Neville over Bo Dallas. God bless. As one does. Here's one. This was one that was a bit of a hit in our circle. Braun Strongman and Goldust. Oh, oh, yeah. Learning on the job, brother. Hell, yeah. The Big Show over the Shining Stars. Who's that? Primo and Epico. Remember they had the gimmick of like, what was their gimmick? It was like, fuck. What was their gimmick? They were, they were, um, they were, they were uh, uh, what's the thing where you, were you, uh... shit. I know, but they were, they were, they were like Puerto Rican. Oh, is that when they were trying to sell timeshares? Yes, timeshares. Yes. Yes. Yeah, Puerto Rican timeshares. Yes. Yeah. So they lost to the big show. That is um, that's such a Vince gimmick, dude. Bro, I was there for the best of seven match four, Cesaro and Sheamus. I was there. Charlotte and Sasha, Roman and Jericho, and Kev Owens yeah. over Sam Zayn and Seth Freak, and he just won the belt at this point. That was the main event. Ro- Roman has had three singles matches with Jericho. The show you mentioned was first. Then a month later, literally a month later, your show was July 9th, uh, August 9th. Uh, September. Or September, sorry. September. Mm-hmm. In the Philippines, he beat Jericho. He did. Here, Roman Reigns has never defeated Chris Jericho on American soil. Oh, North American right. soil. Okay, you ready? Yep. <laughs> There's your show. <laughs> A month later in the Philippines, and then <laughs> two months after that, Roman Reigns defeated Chris Jericho in Shanghai, China. My God! Wow! They should do this match at Wembley. <laughs> so Roman Reigns and Chris Jericho have never wrestled one on one on North American soil. There it is. Thanks. There it is. There we go. 
settled it. Anyway, I like Chris Jericho. I think his face paint's funny. God, that is something that Jericho would bring in to a storyline, wouldn't it? I think he oh. could beat, beat Roman Reigns with the Judas effect. Anyone, he could beat anyone with the Judas effect, right? Dude, those it's videos true. where he would be training and hitting the pads with the Judas effect for just fucking like um, when Shane was training for Hell in a Cell with Taker, and they showed those videos of him training with yeah. Phil Nurse. That shit was so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when Triple H did some of that shit for his Roman match and he was like doing arm bars and stuff? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like a weird thing about like he's actually a shooter now. His name is Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Remember when he came out and beat him and they made that huge blood packet explode on Roman's face to make it look like Triple H broke his nose? What a what a build that yeah, was. Yeah, but then, then remember the people were chanting for Hunter? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, Triple H just had a heart on that entire time. Like, because he, you know, his guy was Big E and Vince chose Roman. So Triple H was like, I'm going to make this guy look as. He, so he let, he, he let he, Dean Ambrose pin him on pay per view the month before. Well, it, it, and Hunter absolutely knew what he was doing because here's Roman in the dorky vest and everything. And Triple H comes out the fucking leather jacket, tape fist, jeans. Like, come on. Like, who do you think they're going to cheer for? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty bad time, to be honest with you guys. I mean, 2016 kind of rallied after Mania because you had, like, the AJ Cena stuff and then the brand split came back. I mean, Raw wasn't good after the brand split came back. SmackDown was. The um, AJ Cena stuff really, really that, picked things up. Yeah. yeah. That's 2017 sure. Rumble match is really good, too. And, he, uh, and obviously the aforementioned AJ Roman matches, right? Like, oh after my, Mania, oh 2016 God, got quite good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking amazing. What's the so 2010s? What are the best Fed years of the 2010s, Oracle? You've you've discussed it's 2013 and 14. 2013 right? one. It's the best anime in the history of the company. Okay, 2013. And then where we go from there? 2016 or do we go where are we looking? 17 was awfully good. Um 14 was really good, but the second half of the year's yeah. yeah, the in ring's still great, but the booking is so bad that you forget how good the in ring is. And the second half, what, what are the worst years of the 2010s? 11, 12, uh, 10, 12, 11 always stands out because the, the biggest matches always stand out to me, but like the TV was not great. No, 2019 was the worst, 18 and yeah. 19 were horrible. 19 was 2019 was disgraceful. Was Someone should be, you know, that was 2019 was pretty weak. <laughs> 2012, bad. I actually think might be the answer. Uh, 2012 was not good. Like, yeah, you had you had the world's champion CM Punk, though, right? Was he not? Yeah. He had your match with Brian. Amos fucking ruled, but like, he's I mean, a good wrestler. Who's the Who's the top of the list for Sheamus twerking AEW? Kingston. Oh, everyone. Darby, everyone. Kingston, Darby, Takeshita versus Sheamus would be fucking hilarious. Adam um, Copeland. Copeland, yeah, good call. Jericho. Dude, in all seriousness, Osprey and Sheamus would be a fucking hoop yep. because you know that he'd get mad with him and it would just rule. Is Sheamus, I mean this, is he the most underappreciated WWE superstar of all time? He really may be. His TV resume is. Now, we've all been, I'm almost 40 years old. I've been watching it. So- yeah. 36. Now, or- to be clear, this is I think Sheamus is the most underappreciated wrestler that has ever stepped foot in that company 
But it's to be clear, intention. by the fans, right? Because the company always you like, but to, by the I fans, by the fans, fans. yeah. A yeah. big part of I've the problem is ever since he and Goldust tore it up on fucking ECW, brother. Yeah. A big part of why he's underappreciated was because he was th- that shit with Brian at twenty eight killed him for years and years. It, it, it yeah, took people, yeah, it took people a while to appreciate him again, and that's it's been cool to see him have these past two years of his career where he, you know. Got his flowers, so to speak. So fucking yeah. good, man. Perception is reality, man. Like, he's an example of a guy. If he never gets a push, he's beloved among hardcores because he's one of those guys who was like a, you know, like an underdog. Because he got the push, it took him years to earn the reputation that he's worked deserved. This is the way it works out. Like, mm-hmm. it's the same. Like Claudio, one of the reasons Claudio was so beloved among hardcore fans, beyond the fact he's fucking awesome, was because he never got the push, right? And mm-hmm. Yeah. Sicko, Sicko's us. We attached guys. Like, by the way. As usual, Kiwis on the money. Roosh versus Sheamus is perverse. Oh, that'd be a shoot fight, bro. That'd be just a real fight. Oh, God, could you imagine how mad each of them would get at each other? Hey, I got one for you. If AEW starts taking shit seriously and does what's right, Sheamus, Roddy Strong. Oh. Now we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Remember when I remember Roddy he, Strong. Wasn't that almost killed Roddy the other day? Action injury. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Great job Ooh, by the ref, by the way. Tremendous job. Yeah, man. Absolutely. Dude, no shit. Seamus and Orange could be really good, too. Yep. Yeah, Absolutely. that fucking rule. Mm-hmm. There's a, I really hope he makes the jump, genuinely. There's nothing left for him to do in WWE. Mm-hmm. It's like, and also, also, he could do some weird Japan yeah. stuff. Imagine him working like fucking Ishii at Sumo Hall for the for oh. the fun of it. I mean, yeah. That's my thing with Seamus. Like, we all joke. Like, everyone cracks jokes and shit about who you want to see in the G1. I, I would love to see Seamus work a G1, man. Mm. Imagine, you imagine how fucking awesome. That, I mean, I don't know if his body, like, would enjoy that experience, but uh, we would fucking love it, you know? I'm not asking, <laughs> like, not every... Just do one time for me, buddy. Just honestly, one time. One time. Honestly, Jack, the G1's not even, like, that strenuous. He could do it. They do, like, eight blocks now. It's fine, you know? Just a evil one night. Chase Owens the next. Fuck it, though. Jack, how about we get some something worked out where we get the Dome show on the 4th. It's Sheamus versus Kazushi Sakuraba. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> oh. I'll never forget watching Sakuraba and uh, Nakamura. Like, when, like, like, yes. like that could happen. Dylan was like, you got to watch this shit. And they're like fucking like, like stomping each other's heads in. And I was losing yeah. my fucking mind. I was like, oh, dude. Fuck. There's a whole bunch of racing fans that will never know just how fucking cool Shinsuke oh, was. I don't know if you guys talked about it before I got on. Nakamura, Cody, I'm in. You're in? I'm oh, fucking in. <laughs> yeah, that's, it looks like that's going to be the TV feud. Oh, Nakamura, yeah. Cody, this is going to roll. I'm out. <laughs> I can't. I did. Apparently, he's been good recently. I enjoyed his match. Alex, I know you're with me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're with me? Nakamura, Cody's going to fucking roll. And then he said chaos in the promo, so uh, Okada's going to do a run-in at some point. Yeah, Toriano's going to come out. Him and the dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. All right, I got to eat dinner. So before I get out of here, though, I think it, like we talked about this punk promo and shit, but like since we're here, we that was a moment when he came back on Saturday. And, oh, it was like, awesome. Yeah. There's a very... I was trying to think about it in terms of like uh, Sakuraba is a good example for like what he was to pride and um, like when Nagawa fought Fedor and like everyone was behind him. But like 
I was honestly trying to think of like an example, and people were saying like Brett in Canada, but there's not someone no. like Punk that has had those level of like repeated moments in the city like he has had. He's ridiculous. Yeah. Like we when him and Colt beat the Bucks for not the Bucks, excuse me, the Briscoes for the ROH tag titles, the at the Fieldhouse when he had his last match at Ring of Honor. Uh, Money in the Bank 2011, uh, fucking obviously AEW when he showed up for the the what they call it the first dance, first dance, first dance. Mm-hmm. and then the, it was called the Second Coming when he came back. It was and, supposed to be they never like did that, but yeah, he, I mean it was a show built around him, so yeah. And this, and then Joe, Bob, we were there like that weekend was still all about him. Like yep. the, the, the craziest thing is we. It wasn't even three months ago, and the fucker got another one out before the end of the year. <laughs> it's just like I said on Twitter, man, a once in a lifetime carny. But there, there is something that is genuine and needs to be celebrated about the fact that, like, in Chicago, that motherfucker just he don't miss. He is, but like no. genuinely, and he's become so divisive and rightly so. And people can feel however they want to buy him. You're right to him, fit, but he is special. You know, like. In a time, there's many great wrestlers, but there are very few guys who make people feel the way that dude makes. Like people, passionately love or hate him. And that's yeah. that's the game, right? That's the magic. Pro wrestling is better when CM Punk is in it. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I, I, agree I hate the fact that he gets in his own way a lot of times, and it, it's not always his fault. It, it really is, but like he does get in. It often is, but yeah, often <laughs> is. <laughs> but this business is so much. better better and more entertaining when he is in it i agree that's why he's one of those guys the expression say what you will about him and you would be right that that applies to him yeah and there's that weird poetic thing too about wrestling of that same arena he came back to on saturday that shattered all wb social media records they had him as an extra for John Cena's entrance at WrestleMania there in it's wild, 2006. Yeah. And it's just a, that that's why that shit is different than any he, other art form. He's just, so yeah. I, I told, I told uh, Joe and shoot this this morning in the group chat. The thing about punk is that with all these stories about, you know, uh, people, fellow wrestlers who hate him. But he, he also seems to have the right friends. Like, John Cena loves him. Mm-hmm. Stone Cold Steve Austin loves him. Yep. Mick Foley loves him. Dwayne. Like, like Stalls, you can see, you can get see excuse where, for a lot of shit, you know? <laughs> you can see where this guy is like, well, if so-and-so doesn't like me, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. see... <laughs> Oh, like, Matt see, Buck oh, doesn't like me. Let me just text my friend Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> oh, the, Rock, the Rock loves him. Like they, they all like he for all these people that hate him and it, like fans wrestling, but he has the right friends. No, these things are never black or white. Right? That's the truth. I mean, it is what it is. Everyone has different and experiences. I think. I, I honestly think now this as crazy as it sounds. I think Triple H is his friend. Good luck. Crazy is that well. what take? <laughs> <laughs> easy. Here, no, hear me we'll out. Okay. Hear me out now. No, no, no. Triple okay. H's mission now in life is businessman. And Punk is going to help him if he stays the course 
because Triple H now is in bed with him. Like, this is not the Triple H that was trying to get over on everyone. Now this is Triple H that Endeavor well, is handing the keys to. Yeah. Very optimistic look at this, Jack. That's why we love you. That's why we love you. See, I don't think right. it's optimistic. I think it's realistic. Because Triple H got handed the business keys by these I'm guys. Very aggressive for this, I'm not sure. You ever seen the social network? I kind of expect it to end that way of <laughs> being like, please tell me this isn't about me not working you at WrestleMania 30 and Triple H is just. <laughs> <laughs> right, we, should, we should probably wrap there, right? Genuinely. Wrap. Yeah, I'm going to go eat some dinner. All right, this, this, this close there. All right, folks, this was awesome. We'll probably never do it again, but we hope you enjoyed it. We apologize if we were ourselves at some point over the last hour and 25 minutes, but generally Dude, me we and just did Devin this. didn't even talk about Rhea Ripley's Survivor Series gear, so we're good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, that's that's <laughs> we saved that. We saved that without an audience, you know. She's so cool. <laughs> and, with, and with that, and with that news established, <laughs> we wrap up a tremendous night here at the Green. We hope you enjoyed it. Please support the contrarian support CBS and all <laughs> of Jack Crosby's endeavors. <laughs> the Oracle of Wrestling and his emerging WWF yearbook. And of course, support Bob O'Neill's political endeavors. This has been the late night grin. We're still fucking got it. Keep grinning. Oh, how. Enjoy this outro, folks. Have a good night.